When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. This is episode 375, and you guys, I'm asking you, I have a big favor. My birthday was last week, and so you owe me a gift. My only gift, I have two requests. One, go and rate and review the podcast right now. You don't even have to leave a review. That takes too long. Quick two seconds, rate the pod, give me a five-star rating. I want to compete with Tully. Tully's got over a thousand five-star ratings. We can do better. I'm in a pure competitive mode. He was bragging about all the five-star ratings that he has when we were recording our podcast, The Deuce. So let's show him what we've got here, Maybays. Go over to the Apple app, click five stars. Takes you two seconds. And then get your mom's phone, get your grandma's phone, get your kid's phone, have them all click five stars. That's one of my birthday wishes. My other birthday wish is for you to tell your friends and family and even yourself if you live in the LA area to come to my comedy show. It's an Alzheimer's benefit show benefiting the Alzheimer's Association of Southern California at the Hollywood Improv, September 29th at 8 p.m. It's right on Melrose in Hollywood at the Improv. We have Doug Benson, Orny Adams, Crystal Marie. We have Katie Cazorla. We have possibly Sebastian Maniscalco, maybe David Spade, maybe Craig Robinson. Everyone's so busy, but we're waiting to hear back on those guys coming to the show as well. A portion of all the ticket sales is going to go towards the Alzheimer's Association, which is very near and dear to my heart. My father, his birthday is September 30th, so we couldn't get that date nailed down, but I grabbed September 29th so we could all celebrate my my dad's birthday together and we can do it in a way where we're turning some tragedy into something beautiful and you know you can't have comedy without tragedy so that goes hand in hand and I think there's always a gift to be had and experienced from something traumatic and so my gift is to give back and so if you guys can help me do that that would be amazing tell your friends about the comedy show Alzheimer's Benefit Comedy Show Hollywood Improv September 29th at 8 p.m. Go to jessiemay.com to get tickets and click five stars. Let's get this podcast out there. Let's let people know that we're here. We're talking about all sorts of amazing, fun, hilarious, ridiculous things on this podcast. And there's a little bit of something for everybody. So thank you guys ahead of time for making my birthday wish come true, even though my birthday's belated. So you better get on it. You owe me a gift. I'm your gift. So give me a gift. So thank you guys so much. This episode is a regular episode, just me sitting down talking. I read some emails. I also talk about how I turned into roadkill at the farmer's market and a bunch of other stuff. And, and also something horrible that my dog did on my birthday. Just so rude. I hope you guys enjoy this episode of the Sharp Tongue Podcast with the one, the only, the host of the show. Sharp me, Tongue Jesse Podcast. Beep, 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 You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie Peluso. May. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. Talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. We're recording. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 375 of the Sharp Tongue Podcast. Uh, over a year's worth of pods. Is that right? 375 episodes? God, it feels like it should be a lot more than that, but I guess there's only 52 weeks in a year. So that math works. Speaking of math and math not mathing, I need more rates from you guys. Go right to the Apple app and click five stars. Why are you not doing that? Tully said he was mean to all of his listeners and they did it. So I'm just going to be mean. I know you guys have a second to go give me a five-star rating. Go give me a five-star rating because my goal is a thousand five-star ratings. So help me reach my goal. Quit being so stingy. Quit being so selfish. Give me that five-star rating. And I'd like to give a special thanks to Super 73 for souping me up with the 73 bike that I'll probably crash into a tree in a week. 
So be looking, look forward to my sue. I'm going to sue you. A lawsuit's coming your way. I would never, but I don't even know if, if I should be on a bike. I got a helmet for like a, a teenage skateboarder. I, I don't belong on bikes that require the need for protective gear. I, I can't even walk through my house without tripping over nothing. Am I the only person who trips over nothing? And then I um, automatically think it's Parkinson's. <laughs> it's never like, it's never just I'm tired. It's I've got Parkinson's. That's why I can't, I can't walk. My, my eye-hand coordination is off because I have Parkinson's disease. I don't know where I put my keys. I have dementia. I've got f- stage five Lithuania. Things aren't going well. Things are going well. Things are going really well. We're alive and breathing, right? Oh, if you're alive, you should be fine. Fuck. It's a lot happening in the world. And I don't know if it's because I'm 41 now. Thank you very much. Yeah, by the way, back to the rating part. Uh, my birthday wished two wishes. One, you give me a five-star rating on the Apple app. Two, if you have friends or you yourself live near the Los Angeles, California area on September 29th, you come to my Alzheimer's benefit show that I have been ideating for over a year now, I think, at least over a year. We've been talking about doing a Alzheimer's benefit show for the Alzheimer's Association SoCal chapter of California. That's going to be September 29th. Hollywood Improv, 8 p.m. We've got a bunch of funny comedians. My girl, Crystal Marie's coming on. Katie Cazorla, Chris Garcia, who also had dealt with dementia in his family. Orny Adams, possibly Craig Robinson. We're waiting to hear from Sebastian Maniscalco. Maybe David Spade. A great show for a great cause. A portion of the tickets will go towards the Alzheimer's Association. So those are my two birthday wishes. And it's past my birthday, so you better catch up. Tell your friends in LA to come to my show and right after you do that, go click a five-star rating for the podcast. Thank you ahead of time. Now, what the fuck happened to leisure is what I want to know. What happened to leisure? Leisure feels like it left the building years ago, maybe around quarantine. And I'm saying this because I was high in the supermarket. Well, not the supermarket, the farmer's market, which is more super than a supermarket. Let's be real. We're outside. There's delicious arepas that are $45 and children getting the most nutrient available food ever. It it just feels, it feels like an entitlement camp. Anywho, I'm at the farmer's market last week on a little bit of an edible, which I, I like to call my amusement park. Who needs six flags when you've got an edible in a farmer's market? I would say it's cheaper, but it's not. The coconut milk is 45 fucking dollars. So it all depends on what you're, you classify as joy and enjoyment. But for me, that's my, that, that's my amusement park. 2.5 edible. I call them edible when I'm with my sister and we're around the children. We always ask if edible's coming over. And let me tell you, edible is always at the house. You're goddamn right. Is someone using a saw Someone's seriously using a saw. Let me tell you, this city needs to be put together, not taken apart. Anywho, back to the farmer's market. I'm on an edible. And I just think on a Sunday, a beautiful sunny Sunday, the last thing we should be doing is rushing. Now, I realize everyone's got a life in in responsibility and children and all these things that can make things so that you are in a rush. Fair. But the rest of the world may not be in a rush. And I don't know if this is a newsflash for anyone. It's nobody else's responsibility to be courteous to you. You got to be courteous to other people. And that might sound like a little bit of a hypocritical statement. That might sound like something that is very difficult to achieve because that would require all of us to be considerate and not selfish. But is it too much to ask that when I'm at the farmer's market on a Sunday on an edible that you don't step on my heels because you need to get your fucking coffee? I need to get my coffee too. Maybe that's the problem. We need things. It should just be a want. Maybe you'll slow down if you're like, I want a coffee. When you're like, I need a coffee. There's a time constraint. This woman stepped on my heels when I was in line to get coffee at the farmer's market. And I was like, excuse me. I didn't say that, but I thought it. I'm going to start thinking what I say. And <laughs> that's I have no problem with that. I'm going to start saying what I think. And... I think my whole life as a kid, I was such a people pleaser. And now that I'm 41, I'm not a kid anymore. 
The only person I need to please is myself. So I'm going to start saying exactly what I feel to people. And this person stepped on my heels and I did that, (sighs) which I do a lot. I have that, like, you know, that breath that feels like you're literally releasing something that's moving energy. That's moving energy. And so I do it often. It doesn't always mean that I'm annoyed, but if you step on my heels when I'm in line to get a $45 coffee at the farmer's market, I'm going to be a little annoyed. Why, why aren't you experiencing this in leisure? And by the way, if you're in a rush, there should be a special farmer's market for impatient people who are in a hurry. Go there, step on heels. Go there and be annoying. Go there and swear because the lines are long. Okay, Gregory, don't bring that here on my Sunday and waste my 2.5 millijesies because you're in a rush. There's another guy after I was stomped on like I was yesterday's roadkill from Felicity and Gregory, another dude came blasting through the farmer's market. I mean blasting. When I say blasting, I mean this guy, he looked like he was running away from a ghost. You know those movies where people... (laughs) Those movies where there's the one person the movie's about that's being chased by a demon. And they're they're out in life and everyone's fine in life, but they're the one that's just like... (sighs) That's what this guy looked like in the farmer's market. It's like, is there a demon chasing you? It's like the movie Fallen with Denzel Washington. What are you trying to escape? Your wife? I get that. If you're at the farmer's market to escape your wife and you're trying to get away from her because she got distracted by a satchel of avocados, I get it. This guy came blasting through the middle of us and he was sweating. He was running and sweating through the farmer's market. And I thought, what are you doing? What are you doing? Where's leisure? What happened to leisure? Everyone's in such a hurry that there's no more like easy, like, is it easy like Monday morning or is it Sunday? Yeah. What happened to easy like Sunday morning? Is it Sunday? (laughs) One of those days are supposed to be easy. Someone call Lionel Richie. Clip it, Deb. Someone call Lionel Richie because one of these days are supposed to be easy. And this guy blasting through the farmer's market with sweat dripping on his upper lip is making me stressed. Then some guy comes rushing up to me after all this, after me being stepped on by the lady on my ankle, the guy running, escaping the, the farmer's market demon and sweating. Then a guy comes running up to me and goes, are you lying for the coffee or the bread? For the coffee or the bread? Which line are you in? I, I didn't even know. I just got into a line because I, I smelled something good. Little beknownst to me that the coffee and bread line were parallel. I said, I don't know, fella. Get in one and hope for the best. Worst case scenario, you, you step five feet over and you get the other thing that you wanted. I don't know what happened to leisure. I don't know what happened to it. I, I don't know why everyone... Well, I do, I, I do have an idea of what happened to it. I know for myself, leisure is a luxury when you're going through traumatic experiences in your life. And so I, I do say, even though I'm like, I'm going to start saying what I think I understand because I of all people have been through almost every type of traumatic experience you can go through. So I do give people the benefit of the doubt, but now at 40, I might throw giving people the benefit of the doubt out. How about that? I might throw that out. Now I'm starting to understand Clint Eastwood. (laughs) Okay. I'm starting to understand why Clint Eastwood has got a grimace on his face all goddamn day. Get off my lawn. Damn. I just want people to relax. I want people to relax so much. I just want everyone to relax. It's it's so stressful when other people's stress starts mixing with your stress. And then you don't know which stress is yours anymore. You're like, I don't know if this is mine or hers. Someone take some of it from me. So I know that leisure has sort of leaked out of our lives. It's different now. And we're, I, I think we're all hypersensitive to everyone else's stresses. And it just reminds us that we have our own stress. So then it just becomes like, like the, the, the blob underneath the streets of New York City and Ghostbusters. You start yelling at it and it keeps boiling and boiling. And before you know it, we have a giant marshmallow man killing everyone run (laughs) that's what the guy in the farmer's market was running away from the marshmallow man in ghostbusters Uh, so i went away for my birthday but before i did i was at the gym trying to work out extra so i could 
have more fun on the weekend, which I don't even know if there's science to that. Someone call Andrew Huberman and ask him. There's no such thing as catching up on sleep, but can you anticipate roughing your body up a little bit and kind of like preemptively work out extra to hopefully, hopefully offset whatever damage you do to your cells? I don't know. Asking for a friend who was 40 last week. I went to the gym and that's always an interesting experience. First of all, it's gross. I don't know if it's a Virgo thing. I, I don't know if it's how I am as a person. I don't like to lay on the stretch mats and see the little white flecks because I'm just sure that it's it's skin. There's a spider. Where is there a spider? Deb says there's a spider. Where is it? Is it near me? Oh, Deb. Podcast producing and spider killer. She's killing it. Oh, not with a hammer. <laughs> Deb is murdering a spider with a hammer. Did you get it? Okay. Golly, the studio's falling apart. We have a studio spider. We used to. So I, I honestly, the gym grosses me out. If I see the, like the little specks on the stretch mat, I'm for sure. I, I know it's like body particles. I know it's just crispies from someone's body and it grosses me out. So it's hard enough for me to go to the gym and just relinquish my OCD control and work out and not worry about people's amoebas entering my body. It's hard, hard enough. In LA, it's a different experience because everyone at the gym appears to be on a TV show. And I don't mean that they're just beautiful. Sure, there's a lot of beautiful people at the gym. I mean, everyone's recording themselves now. No one's even in the moment in the most important part of being in the moment when you're working out. There's no more mind-body connection. Now it's mind-body and iPhone or mind-body and Samsung connection. There is a kink in the connective tissue between our mind and our body, and that is technology. And so that always throws me off. So when I was at the gym a couple days before I went out of town, I was working in front of the mirror and doing my arms, and I was completely surrounded by a person on my left, my right, and behind me. They were all on business calls. All three of them were on business calls. I heard circle back. I heard hop on a call. I heard, can you check my email? I heard in response to last week's Zoom meeting, I just want to do bench presses. I, I, I'm just trying to maintain the booty that I have, the, the little bit of butt meat that I have. I'm just trying to maintain it. I don't want to hear about your fucking 401ks and your company's morale and, and how you're going to circle back next week. I don't want to hear it. I don't think the gym is the right place for it. When did the gym become an office? Then they should start charging extra to these people who come in. Why not just set up a desk? Why not set up a desk and a copy machine and a fax machine? And, and, and there's already a water cooler we can all hang out at at the gym. Why not just put your office there as well? How about that? How about we get a FedEx station as well? And you can do all of your office work from the gym. The only thing that you should be working at the gym is your body, not your business. That's for after. And there was even like a girl who was on her phone, definitely talking to a family member under like lightly, like a very low voice. And that even bothered me. Even though I know time with our family is so limited and everything, we're, we're trying to do too much. We're, we're like... I don't know if duplicitous is right, but I feel like we're living like these duplicitous lives and we're trying to compile all of the things into working out instead of just working out. And I had this thought when I was away this past weekend, when was the last time you only did one thing and focused on it? I don't mean like watching Netflix. I'll let that in as a very light example, but one thing. I rented a kayak this past weekend. You can't really be on your phone on a kayak you can't stand up. You can't even really itch yourself that well on a kayak. You can only kayak on a kayak. When was the last time you kayaked in your life? When was the last time you only did one thing and was able to focus on it? When you're at the gym, just work out. Don't work out and work. Because you're, you're interrupting everyone else's flow. I don't, I don't think I, I should have to listen to your business call. Also, I don't think I should li have to listen to whatever music Whatever crappy gym music you listen to. I don't want to hear Pantera. I don't even want to hear Ice Cube. 
and I enjoy his music. I don't want to hear fucking Axl Rose. I don't want to hear any of it. I want us to do one thing and be considerate of other people's lives, ankles, and personal space. Is that too much to ask? And I think, you know, we're talking about like what happened to to leisure and, and me wondering where leisure went. Leisure and doing one thing kind of live in the same world. Because when you think about moments where you're, you feel like you're experiencing leisure or you're doing something relaxing, you're not really doing a lot. Doing a lot is so stressful. So if you're doing and living in a, in a, a leisurely way, you're not doing a bunch. So maybe we need to learn to do less. And that's why now as a grown woman, my idea of, of travel, like we've talked before, my idea of success, like last week's episode, my idea of, of a, a perfect life is, is just peace and quiet. And that's why I think I have become Clint Eastwood. I'm for sure I've become Clint Eastwood because I just want peace and quiet. That's all I want. Even at the gym, I don't want to listen to people on their freaking business calls. I've dropped a couple F-bombs. I apologize for those of you who are sensitive. <sighs> get, get rid of your gym membership and go rent an office space and put barbells in it. There's your, there's your solution. If you need to take business calls at the gym, you need an office space, not a gym membership. Scene. And I, I thought about uh, when I went away this weekend, it was so ironic to me because, first of all, uh, living in L.A. is ridiculous. The cost of living in L.A. is ridiculous. And the cost of living in general as an ideologist, as an ideology is insane. Because if you think about how you live and the, the monetary cost of it, you're going to pay for that down the road in some way, shape, or form, probably physically, probably your health. You know, if you're, if you're paying a lot, usually that means you live in a very populated city. You're, you've got homeless tents everywhere. We have to worry about our own diseases. LA has its own disease. We've got vaccines we need to get for our dogs because of the homeless people in the rat population. Lepto, right? Lepto something? Leptomethania? I don't know what it is. Leptometh zombie? Iris, there's a disease here in LA that uh, now I got to look it up. It, it's, it's lepto something. We have to get our dogs vaccinated because it, there's so, such a high leptospiriosis in dogs. And it's, it's about a bacteria that is in the urine of infected animals, usually rats, and it happens in highly populated areas. And they can get it through direct contact with Animals who come in contact with the water, the soil, and all that that's infected. And when you live in a city like L.A., that's everywhere. There's so many people. There's so many uh, RVs. And living here is expensive. I'm paying to possibly die from dirty pee. I'm paying a, a, a premium for that possibility. That you're not gonna, that's not going to happen in freaking Denver, Colorado. Maybe in Denver, but definitely not Canyon City, Colorado. My nose is running. Sorry. Thank you guys, by the way. I appreciate you. I missed you last week. We had uh, illness that we're dealing with. I had COVID. So thank you guys so much for being here. And don't forget to rate the freaking podcast. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to go totally hard on you. But I just think the cost of living is something that we don't consider down the line. And in LA, it feels like you spend more to live less. It costs more to live less. You pay high rent and you end up being in this highly populated area and even though you can get to all these beautiful areas because California is such a beautiful state an hour away are the mountains an hour away the desert you've got the beach in the city so you get a little bit of everything but you spend so much and I feel like you live less in the sense that it's a little bit more difficult to experience a calmer existence now that can be something that you can create in your mind just in general to live in and live in a beautiful area it's it's difficult here you pay more to live less and and it feels like it was ironic because i left la because of the smog and i wanted fresh air and i went to the mountains at a 7000 
above sea level elevation and I couldn't breathe because of altitude sickness. <laughs> so I left the city because of the smog to the mountains and I couldn't breathe either way. So either way, I'm gasping for breath, whether it's pollution or I'm too close to, to God. But it was a beautiful weekend. It was a lot of fun. I thought it was funny that I left LA to get fresh air and I couldn't breathe because of high altitude. And I had been to Big Bear before. I don't know if anyone's been to Big Bear. It's a really cute, sleepy little town that I think COVID kind of used for its own good. People bought up a bunch of houses, turned them into Airbnbs and left when the market sort of tanked. So the city's weird now. It's a city of 10,000 mountain folk and it's a mixture of like mountain folk and a little bit of meth. And you and you can't breathe. So it's 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 not I don't want to talk crap about the about the town, but it felt weird. It felt weird because I was there before quarantine and it felt very like idyllic and like we could record and film Virgin River season six. That's what it felt like. And now it's like we could film The Hills Have Eyes part four. Maybe. There may or may not have been ch child ghosts in the streets. I'm not sure. But it was an interesting experience because there's so many houses on sale and I didn't sleep for three days because of the altitude and I thought I was going to go and <laughs> literally be on the set of Virgin River and it was more like a river runs through it and the river's filled with blood. It was, it was, a, it was challenging. And then Carlin ate all the snacks. When I mean all the snacks, I mean all of the snacks. The one thing you don't mess with with me are my snacks. If you mess with my snacks, we're done. I'd rather you, you sleep with my boyfriend than eat my snacks. Because snacks are life. And I should have known better because Carlin uh, peels an avocado with the precision of a culinary chef. If I leave an avocado on the table and I come back, I'm like, is, was Bobby Flay here? Who sliced and diced this avocado and left the, the skin in the pit? It's like a curly skin in the pit. Where is Gordon Ramsay? Where did he go? How did Carlin peel an avocado like he's got his own food truck? <laughs> so he ate all the snacks. I'm going to get a list of what it was, but for right now, off the top of my head, it was planters, peanuts, mixed nuts, lifesavers, the minty kind, lifesavers, the regular like candy kind, ginger chews, chocolate bars, a whole bunch of chocolate bars, like a bunch of different chocolate bars. And I'm sure I'm li people listening, like the dog, people who know everything are like, oh my God, he's going to die from the chocolate. It's not the chocolate that kills him. It's the caffeine. Your dog, I'm not saying you should feed your dog milk chocolate, but if it were between milk or dark chocolate, give them the milk chocolate because dark chocolate has more caffeine in it, in it because it's more authentic cacao. The cacao is the danger zone. He ate that. He ate gum. He ate plastic wraps. I think he got some medication. He ate part of the bag, a couple zippers. The list goes on and on. It's a shopping list of disaster. And we, we come back to the Airbnb and it was too quiet. You know when it's too quiet? If you have kids, you know what I'm talking about. You come in the house and as a parent, you go, it's too quiet. It's way too quiet. Why is it so quiet? Well, it was so quiet because Carlin knew that he did a no-no. And it's kind of like a slow realization of the destruction. It's a lot different than if you're living in a, a zone that's prone to hurricanes and you have to evacuate and then you come back. Your house is leveled. There's no like breadcrumbing the disaster. You pull up to your house and the house isn't there. There might be an eye left from one of your favorite stuffed teddy bears that you had on your bed might be one eye left maybe an ear maybe part of the face you're not seeing a lot of you know a, a subtle reveal of the destruction it's pretty apparent it's different when a dog gets in your snacks it feels the same I feel like I lost a home I feel like I lost a home you open the door and there's the top of a ziploc bag that's weird did I accidentally rip my ziploc bag and leave the part that's clasped and then ripped it open in some sort of hungry fury last night was that me then you look and the rest of the bag is down the hall not the rest of it part of it with a with a bite through it and what was in the bag is nowhere to be found 
And then you see a paw mark outlined in Splenda. (laughs) The dog ate Splenda. I didn't know he was on a fucking diet. Could have fooled me by the pounds of peanuts that he had slammed. There were paw marks all around like someone was trying to catch a ghost. You know in those movies where they dust, they they put some corn, they put like the the, 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 (laughs) baking powder, they try and get the footsteps to the house. That's what, it was It was a splenda everywhere in paw prints. Looked like a goddamn crime scene, and it was. It was a crime of passion. And this dog had a passion, and his only passion were, were snacks. He ate everything. He fucking went through the whole thing. And I had to deal with the ramification of that afterwards. But it did make me motivated to want to do uh, my snack attack series that I've been talking about, where... There's so many stories with the snacks that I eat. You know, you ever just take a bite of a chip and you look in the back of the bag and there's four goddamn paragraphs about Aunt Aunt Tootie. <laughs> I have an Aunt Tootie. But they're like, in 1992, Aunt Tootie started coughing and we didn't know what to do. And you're like, oh my God, I just wanted some chips. Now I feel bad about Aunt Toots. So the, the Carlin snack attack story is going to be on my first snack attack episode. And we're going to film that because Netflix sent me snacks for my birthday. And so did my lawyer. So p- some people know what, how to get to my, to, to my heart and it's through my mouth or my stomach, both places, just fill them, fill them up, please. And not in that way. Don't be gross. He ate all the snacks and I was pissed, but it made me realize, uh, Hey, we all have off days. We don't catch everything all the time. Carlin's done this three or four times. One time he got into all my edibles and that dog was high for a day and a half. He was scared of leaves. He was so high when I took him outside that the, a breeze came through the leaves of the tree and the, you know how beautiful that sound is. Just, it's just kind of like, let's see if we can. It's not like that at all, but it almost is. You know, just the wind blowing at night and Carlin ran. He heard that noise and booked, almost took my arm out of the damn socket. He was so stoned. He was stoned for a day and a half. He ate so many edibles. Like he was auditioning to go on tour with Snoop. It was ridiculous. He's also gotten into my friend's snack pack. Zipped up. The dexterity of this dog unzips a backpack and peels snacks. He'll leave the Ziploc closed, but the Ziploc will be gone. It will be clasped. That's all that's going to be left. So I'm looking forward to the rain of plastic and peanuts that will soon, I'm sure, be on its way. Um, I asked and have asked Twitter some questions. I like to go to Twitter and do polls and just see what people think. The Twitter poll I did a couple weeks ago was, what is the most annoying thing your significant other does? And the first response from regular Terry really resonated with me. Chews so loudly you can hear it on the moon. A loud chew from someone you've been with for a long time is kryptonite. Someone who just chews on and it feels spiteful. It feels really spiteful. Also, did you just get your mouth? Why are you chewing so hard? Are you doing this to annoy me? Are you doing this to make me not attracted to you? Fix the chew. But a lot of these really, you know, are, are I feel like they're common things. 611 Alpha says he tries so, so hard to be right. That is annoying when someone just wants to be right. They're not trying to solve. They're not trying to connect. They're not trying to be anything but right. And that just makes you want them to be wrong all the time, doesn't it? When someone who always wants to be right, you're like, well, remember that one time when you were wrong and the other time when you were wrong? This guy, Baika Bukutukudu21, Baika Butuka, uses her vehicle like a landfill. And I said, that's grounds for divorce. Absolutely grounds for divorce. Gross. As a woman, a slobby woman, there's no excuse for a slobby woman. Absolutely not. If you're a slobby woman, you got to check yourself. You need to fix yourself. I suggest a therapy appointment. That's it. It's so wrong. I feel like women by nature should be a little cleaner than men. And by the way, a slobby man's gross. 
You both belong on TLC show. Slobs are us. There's no space for you in the dating world. I don't want to, I, I don't want rappers. Look, I'm all about snacks. I clean up after myself. If I, if I lay down in your bed and there's a Tootsie Roll wrapper underneath your pillow, I'm out. I'm out. I would stay if you had a roommate over if you had a rapper. Even if your roommate was a rapper who rapped all the time, I would still stay over rappers in your bed. So let that be a lesson to you gross bastards. One person said to the question, what's the most annoying thing your significant other does? AJ Banks says breathes. And I said, damn, maybe it's time for a separation. Mike Francis says, loves to fart in the tub and then bite the bubbles. And I asked if his significant other was a Labrador retriever. I hope that's not a female. I know I said no more farts, but I brought the farts into the studio. People have bought me fart books. Did you buy me some of these, Deb? (laughs) These are farts around the world. Um, The thing is, as I have matured, I know farts will always be funny. I have had to adjust my mindset in order to be able to work on the projects that I'm working on, but farts will always be funny. Damn, that sounded haunted. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Do we have another one? Um, Sneezes loudly and sets alarms on the car down the street. Car alarms are set off down the street. See, it's a sign that you've been together too long when they're breathing, sneezing, and chewing annoys you. It's a, and then Jack Tracy said the most annoying thing that his significant other does not exist. Damn. Damn. Well, look for my Twitter because sometimes I pop up these polls and I think they're fun to do. I found something else on the internet that was interesting. It has to do with dogs and since we are talking about dogs. It was like this sort of choose your own adventure. It says budget powers for dog owners. You can only choose one pill. So if you own an animal, you can only choose one pill. There are nine pills to choose. I'll read through them all. You guys think about which one you would choose and I'll tell you which one I would choose. Budget powers for dog owners. Red pill, dog never sheds on the weekends. And I have three dogs and they all shed. But just on the weekends? Orange pill, you can make dog poop have no smell. Ah, that doesn't bother me. Purple pill, you can talk to your dog for two minutes once a year. That's interesting. I feel like chicken would have a lot to say. I don't think Carlin would say a lot that would really mean anything. But then again, if it's only two minutes once a year, maybe he says something so groundbreaking. That's all I need and it just changes my life. Bunny would say some spiteful. She definitely would have something rude to say. Uh, The black pill, your puppy's potty trained in one day. Eh. Blue pill, dog understands one word command perfectly. Well, usually dogs do. They can actually understand, I think, up to like five words, six word sentences. Green pill, dog doesn't fart when you are eating. Uh, Turquoise pill, while you are sleeping, your dog doesn't puke. Now that one, that one might be an interesting pill. Because last night, Carlin puked twice. Yellow pill, you get 20% off dog food everywhere pink pill every month your dog becomes a different random dog breed there's a lot of interesting choices so no shedding on the weekend poopy having no smell you can talk to your dog for two minutes the dog doesn't fart while you're eating the dog understands one word commands perfectly i i I gotta get rid of that one because that one's they already do puppies potty trained in one day i don't have puppies anymore i don't need that while you're sleeping your dog doesn't puke now that's that's something there that's useful for me Every month your dog becomes a different random dog breed. That would only be interesting if the dog could become like a mystical creature. Like if it would turn into a centaur one week and then like, uh, I don't know, a Loch Ness monster the next week. That would be fun. I would, I would be down for that. I, I'm going to have to go for a really boring pill and say the 20% off dog food everywhere because I have three dogs and the dog food's so expensive. 20% off, that's a pretty good deal. Because if, if the red pill said dog never sheds, I'm taking the red pill. I could weave a, a thousand baskets a day out of dog hair. I vacuum three to four times a day. That's not an exaggeration. Legitimately vacuum three to four times a day because of these dogs. I just thought that was a fun, hypothetical, choose your own dog adventure game to play. 
Let's go to May Bay's mail. If you guys want to send me some mail and have it possibly be read on the Sharp Tongue podcast, email us, jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com. And whatever you're thinking, suggestions for the podcast, when we do our grief episodes, I ask, where do you think we go when we die? Or what do you think happens when we die? Anything that stuck out to you. Also, overheards, which we'll get into in a minute. If we, if you tell me, send me your overheard random sentences or things that you've overheard in the street from people you know or people you don't know, a complete sentence, non sequitur, pulled out of the universe, send that to me, Jesse May Peluso Comedy at Gmail. This one's from Ian. And Ian says, Jesse May changed me into a woman. Hey, Jesse May and Deb. He says hello to the produce. Just been catching up on the recent SDP episodes, which continue to deliver enlightenment and laughter. In the last SDP, ep- you changed me into a girl from Liverpool. So I don't know if you guys remember this. I confused this message a few episodes back and thought it was about Liverpool, Syracuse. And it was about the Sprouse accent in Liverpool, England. And I thought that this was from a woman. It's from a man. So I messed everything up. Obviously, was struggling that day. Um, you, Not too sure why you thought I was a woman. I was happy being a man. So please wave your magic wand and change me back into a man from Liverpool. Well, there you go. Hopefully by now you'll have had a chance to watch the two clips of the Liverpool accent that I sent you. Yes. So this gentleman sent me two clips of the accent because we were talking about accents before and obviously there is a little bit of a regional accent I'm aware that I have and he talks about the Liverpool accent and the videos he sent me are ridiculous I I can barely understand what these people are saying this he says the overheard section of the podcast continues to be hilarious you certainly seem to find some interesting people with their LA voices we talked about the LA accent the haunted house accent that it is when you were out shopping the way this sets you off on a 10 minute rant about random things that annoy you has me crying with laughter can you replicate a liverpool scouse i said sprouse scouse accent really interesting that you said you're experiencing a feeling of nancy's soul inside of you it is clear by the way you talk of nancy what a connection you both have may my maybe my hope is that people's life forces continue to exist inside the people that they live leave behind us is true Hope the feeling continues to bring you some comfort and positivity while you continue with life's big journey. And finally, Jesse May, so you decline to being stored in a cryogenic state when you pass, or as you put it, propelled into the future as an ice cube. <laughs> I do say some funny things, huh? He says, well, I'm all in and think it would be amazing to see what life would be like in the future. Don't be afraid of the future, Jesse May. People are already sleeping while standing up. And he sent me some photos of a person in a stand-up bed, which looks great. We talked about this a few episodes back. Just being exhausted. And I would love a stand-up bed. Especially if I could blow this puppy up in like an airport or places where you're exhausted. A party. You ever out at a party and you just have FOMO but you want to be out with people and you're so tired? It would be great to just have like a blow-up bed that you stand up in and people can crowd around you so maybe subconsciously in your in your dormant state you feel like you're socializing and you can get the benefits while you're sleeping i know before in this episode i'm talking about just doing one thing but hey maybe sleeping if you could absorb some healthy benefits while you're sleeping we can open up the the game to be a couple things while you sleep he says our souls were flying cars that were invented in 1917 he sent me a couple photos and then he did a photo of me inside of an ice cube so i could live forever like forever young Mel Gibson style. Uh, so he sent me a couple links. The original email was, please do a five minute section of the podcast speaking like the girls from LA, which I've already done so much and I'm not going to continue to do that. He says, I'm from Liverpool. We get ridiculed all the time about the Liverpool Scouse, not Liverpool Syracuse accent. So he has a couple of these clips and I'm going to play this first one. It says Scouse mom unleashes epic rant after charity run makes her late and i'm gonna see if i can understand what she's saying let's see a 20 minute journey it takes me to get to work and it just took me an hour and 15 minutes and i'm just not at work yet i've had to pull over and calm down do you know what if people want to run goes on them but why don't they let them run along the prom i just i just don't get it they can look at the boats while they're running up and down why is off the city gonna come to stand still because Dave from Skem wants to put a sweatband on and <laughs> limber up on Rodney Street. I, ju- I just, I don't get it. It's Sunday. I worked six days this week. I'm doing overtime. I'm tired. I'm on my period. I'm 
starving. I haven't seen my son since Frazzy. I I think I'm going to need this part on repeat because I relate to it so much. I'm doing overtime. I'm tired. I'm on my period. I'm starving. I'm tired. I'm on my period. I'm fucking starving. I'm tired. I'm on my period. I'm fucking starving. This is great. This is awesome. I just want this woman's voice on repeat. This is what, what, what I'm going to leave my voicemail as for people when they call me. I'm doing overtime. I'm tired. I'm on my period. I'm, I'm period. starving. I'm fucking starving. I'm tired. I'm on my period. I'm fucking starving. Those are my problems all the time, by the way. This video goes on for another minute and a half, but I, I honestly, I don't know what she's saying. That was the only part I could understand. I'm tired. I'm on my period. I'm fucking starving. I'm tired. I'm on my period. I'm fucking starving. There's another video he sent. This accent is obviously very difficult to decipher it's 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 a it's a hard accent to understand and she, she goes on on every road i've gone to turn up diversion blocked off you just see people <laughs> limbering up on the side i fucking lie it's sunday morning it's fucking sunday morning oh, but why 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 did they put them all halfway through the city and town it's sunday morning it's sunday morning Oh god. Okay. Well, uh, let me play this other video. This video is ridiculous. This one is shoplifter gets caught trying to buy vodka drunk and angry. I had a rough day that day. Okay, guys. So let's just calm down. This guy I could not understand at all. Your bars love can't save. Yeah. Sorry. What you I'm tired. What for? Shoplifting. What? That's Shoplifting. Yeah. You're not allowed. Fucking half face fucking cow. Who'd you think you're out of? You're not allowed. I'm all the fuck out. Ah, fuck out, you Get out. Hey, you. You know what I always say? Time to rot and friends of you. Tear out to fucking you. I love that. You know what I always say? No. None of us know what you always say. You know what I always say? Time to rot and friends of you. Tear out to fucking you. Do you know what you say? Who do you think you fucking are? Who'd you think you are? Who'd you think you are? That's so good. I, that's another one I gotta use. You know what I always say? Ta ta da to fucking you. You know what I always say? Time to rot and friends of you. You know what I always say? No one knows what you always say, sir. And even that lady who's from there, I'm not sure she knows what you say. It's Sunday morning. The, this is a fun new little situation. If you guys live in a place where your accent you think is ridiculous, send me some clips of what your accent sounds like. Who do you think you're fucking are? Who do you think you're are? Who do you think you're fucking are? Where is it? Who do you think you're are? Who do you think you're are? Well, thank you to the man who sent me these hilarious links. We have a couple maybes overheard from Desiree Bakhtiar. She says, overheard in the East Village. Shout out to the East Village. Don't worry, it's okay because she was an old lady wearing all red, which is always a good thing. Now, this makes me wonder what happened to the old lady. Like, was she dead? I immediately thought that the old lady died. Don't worry, it's okay because she was an old lady wearing all red, which is always a good thing. I do think it is a good thing when an old lady wears all red. When an old lady dressed boldly, I think it's amazing. I'm just worried that this woman was in a coffin and that's why we were concerned that she was in all red. That's where my mind goes. Immediately to death and destruction. <laughs> Kyla Marie Vergara says, overheard in an office space parking lot in Florida, New York. Is there a Florida, New York? I wonder if that's a typo. There, I don't think there's a Florida in New York. Maybe there's... Is there... Yeah, maybe you're a New Yorker in Florida. Overheard in an office space parking lot in Florida. We're just going to leave it there. You know why men are dying off before their wives? Because we want to. <laughs> That's funny. I think men die before women because we have a better social unit. We have a better social circle. We usually take care of ourselves a little bit more. The self-care, there's something to be said for it. And women live longer. We do live longer. I think we're just a little bit healthier. You guys are stressful and you hold everything in. Maybe they don't want to be around as long. Maybe they're dying off to not deal with their annoying significant others who treat their cars like landfills. I don't know. I'm. I, what do I know? The one thing I know is that I think we're doing too much. I think we need to figure out how to just focus on one thing. Whether it's killing a spider with a hammer in your podcast studio. 
whether it's kayaking through nature, which really was beautiful. I don't mean to talk crap about the the random meth heads I saw on Big Bear. I'm sure they're nice people. We have them here in LA. Just when I go on away out of LA to get away from the smog and the homeless people, I wasn't expected to see creepy street dwellers also in the mountains. But hey, it, where there's mountains, there's also meth. We've seen the documentaries. But it was nice to just be in a kayak and just kayak. And and I think there's something to considering the cost of living and how you're living your life. And, and what is costing you something in your life that you may be paying for down the road. And what can you do to adjust that? And I think for me, realizing that I might just have to turn my music up a little louder when I'm at the gym. Or maybe I might need to work out at home. Or I'm going to have to make adjustments so that my cost of living stays somewhat healthy and I'm not losing my mind in farmer's markets and in gyms at people who drive me nuts. There's always something we can do to improve the cost of our living and, and the quality of our living. And I think it's just a matter of being creative and hopefully not all becoming Clint Eastwood, which I am for sure, for sure I've turned into Clint Eastwood. God, it happened fast. 41 came quick. Well, thank you for all my birthday wishes. I really appreciate you guys. Don't forget what my birthday wishes. Go rate the podcast. Five stars. Five stars. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Please just click five stars. You don't even have to leave anything written. If you want to leave something written, great. I want to get to a thousand reviews. I know we can do it. Come on, Maybays. Make my birthday wish come true. Also, don't forget to tell your friends if they're in LA around September 29th at 8 p.m. Come to the Hollywood Improv for my Alzheimer's Benefit comedy show. We've got Doug Benson. We've got Orny Adams. Maybe Craig Robinson. We're waiting here about Sebastian Maniscalco. Crystal Marie. We have my, my girl Katie Cazorla and more. Come check out that show. You can get tickets at jessiemay.com. Don't forget to send me some emails. jessiemaypalusocomedy at gmail.com. Let me know your overheards. Let me know any questions you have. And if we're doing a grief survival guide episode, let me know where you think we're going when we die. Thank you guys so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Keep living. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.